Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I will be your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 23rd of February, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 22nd day of Adar 1. This week, our parasha, or our Torah portion, is called Vayakel, which means He Assembled. Today's reading will be Exodus 36, 8 through 19. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then all the wise-hearted men among those who did the work made the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen, blue, purple, and scarlet. They made them with kuvim, the work of a skillful workman. The length of each curtain was twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain was four cubits. All the curtains had one measure. He coupled five curtains to one another, and the other five curtains he coupled to one another. He made loops of blue on the edge of the one curtain from the edge in the coupling. Likewise, he made in the edge of the curtain that was outermost in the second coupling. He made fifty loops in the one curtain, and he made fifty loops in the edge of the curtain that was in the second coupling. The loops were opposite to one another, and he made fifty clasps of gold, and coupled the curtains to one another with the clasps, so the tabernacle was a unit. He made curtains of goat's hair for a covering over the tabernacle. He made eleven curtains. The length of each curtain was thirty cubits, and four cubits the width of each curtain. The eleven curtains had one measure— he coupled five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. He made fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that was outermost in the coupling, and he made fifty loops on the edge of the curtain which was outermost in the second coupling. He made fifty clasps of bronze to couple the ten together, that it might be a unit. He made a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red and a covering of sea cow hides above. That was Exodus 36, 8 through 19. Today, our portion from the prophets is 2 Kings 15. In the 27th year of Yeruvam, king of Israel, Azariah, son of Amatziah, king of Yehuda, began to reign. He was sixteen years old when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty-two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Yekolia of Jerusalem, and he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, 
according to all that his father Amatsia had done. Yet the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. And the Lord struck the king so that he had Sarat until the day of his death and lived in a separate house. Yotam, the king's son, was over the household, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Azaliah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in David's city, and Yotam his son reigned in his place. In the thirty-eighth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Zechariah the son of Yeruvam reigned over Israel in Samaria six months, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He did not depart from the sins of Yeruvam the son of Nevat, with which he made Israel to sin. Then Shalom the son of Yavish conspired against him, and struck him before the people, and killed him, and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord which he spoke to Yehu, saying, Your sons to the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. So it came to pass. Shalom the son of Yavesh began to reign in the thirty-ninth year of Uziah king of Judah, and he reigned for a month in Samaria. Menachem the son of Gadi went up from Tirzah, came to Samaria, struck Shalom the son of Yavesh in Samaria, killed him, and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Shalom and his conspiracy which he made, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Then Menachem attacked Tifsach and all who were in it, and its border areas from Tirzah. He attacked it because they did not open their gates to him, and he ripped up all their women who were with child. In the thirty-ninth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menachem the son of Gadi began to reign over Israel for ten years in Samaria. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart all his days from the sins of Yeruvam the son of Nevat, with which he made Israel to sin. Pul, the king of Assyria, came against the land, and Menachem gave Pul one thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm the kingdom in his hand. Menachem exacted the money from Israel, even from all the mighty men of wealth, from each man fifty shekels of silver, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. Now the rest of the acts of Menachem and all that he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Menachem slept with his fathers, and Pekachiah his son reigned in his place. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekachiah the son of Menachem 
began to reign over Israel in Samaria for two years. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Yeruvam, the son of Nevat, with which he made Israel to sin. Pekach, the son of Gamaliah, his captain, conspired against him and attacked him in Samaria in the fortress of the king's house, with Argov and Ariyeh, and with him were fifty men of the Giladites. He killed him and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Pekachia and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the fifty-second year of Azariah, king of Yehuda, Pekach, the son of Gamaliah, began to reign over Israel in Samaria for twenty years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Yeruvam, the son of Nevat, with which he made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekach, king of Israel, Tiglat Pileser, king of Assyria, came and took Ion, Avel Bet Maaka, Yanoach, Kedesh, Chatzor, Gilad, and Galil, all the land of Naphtali. And he carried them away captive to Assyria. And Hoshea, the son of Ela, made a conspiracy against Pekach, the son of Gamaliah, and attacked him and killed him, and reigned in his place. In the twentieth year of Yotam, the son of Uziah. Now the rest of the acts of Pekach and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the second year of Pekach, the son of Gamaliah, king of Israel, Yotam, the son of Uziah, king of Yehuda, began to reign. He was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Yerusha, the daughter of Tzadok, and he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uziah had done. However, the high places were not taken away, the people still sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. He built the upper gate of the house of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Yotam and all that he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days, the Lord began to send Ritzin, the son of Syria, and Pekach, the son of Remaliahu, against Judah. Yotam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in his father David's city, and Ahaz, his son, reigned in his place. That was Second Kings chapter 15. Today our portion from the writings is Psalm 126 and 127. A Song of Ascents When the Lord brought back those who returned to Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Restore our fortunes again, Lord, like the streams in the Negev. 
those who sow in tears will reap in joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed for sowing, will certainly come again with joy, carrying his sheaves. A Song of Ascents by Shlomo Unless the Lord builds the house, they who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman guards it in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to stay up late, eating the bread of toil, for he gives sleep to his loved ones. Behold, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They will not be disappointed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. That was Psalm 126 and 127. Today our portion from the Apostles is John or Yohanan chapter 19. So then Pilate took Yeshua and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head. And they dressed him in a purple garment. And they kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I bring him out to you that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Then Yeshua came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple garment, And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief Kohanim and the officers saw him, they shouted, saying, Crucify, crucify. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Judeans answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this saying, he was more afraid, and he entered into the praetorium again, and said to Yeshua, Where are you from? But Yeshua gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have the power to release you, and have power to crucify you? Yeshua answered, You would have no power at all against me, unless it was given to you from above. Therefore he who delivered me to you has greater sin. At this Pilate was seeking to release him, but the Judeans cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard these words, he brought Yeshua out and sat on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day for Pesach at about the sixth hour, and he said to the Judeans, Behold your king! But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief Kohanim answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Yeshua and led him away, and he went out.
bearing his cross to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and with him two others, on either side one, and Yeshua in the middle. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. There was written, Yeshua of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Judeans read this title, for the place where Yeshua was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Greek, and in Latin. The chief Kohanim of the Judeans therefore said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but... He said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Yeshua, took his garment and made four parts to every soldier a part, and also the coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from top throughout. Then they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to decide whose it will be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They parted my garments among them, and for my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Yeshua were his mother, his mother's sister, Miriam, the wife of Klopha, and Miriam of Migdal. Therefore when Yeshua saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, He said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, Yeshua, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it at his mouth. Therefore, when Yeshua had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Therefore, the Judeans, because it was the preparation day, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on Shabbat, for the Shabbat was a special one, asked of Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Therefore the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Yeshua, they saw that he was already dead. They did not break his legs. However, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth that you may believe. For these things happened that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they pierced. After these things, Yosef of Arimathea, being a disciple of Yeshua, but secretly for fear of the Judeans, asked of Pilate that he might take away the body of Yeshua, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away the body of Yeshua. And Nakdimon, who at first came to Yeshua by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred Roman pounds. 
So they took the body of Yeshua and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the custom of the Judeans is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden was a new tomb, in which no man had ever yet been laid. Therefore, because of the Judeans' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby, they laid Yeshua there. That was John chapter 19, and it concludes the readings for today. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Hebrews 9, 1 through 14 today also. Well, I just want to finish by mentioning some things. Um, first of all, we have a couple of prayer requests that I really want to present to all of you today. But first, I want to start by just sharing a praise and a thanks to God so that you can thank Him and praise Him too. I started the first time with the prayer request by asking for prayer for us and our families. Um, and we have seen miracles. You guys, it's been amazing. Thank you for praying. Uh, even today, just some amazing, wonderful miracles that could only come straight from the hand of God has uh, met us in this transition. And um, it's just it's just wonderful. We just thank him so much. And now for our prayer requests. The first one is from Yvonne, and she asks that her two grown sons, Dalton and Jesse, be saved and would ask Yeshua into their hearts and that her nephew, Ryan, be freed from a spiritual attack that he is going through. Um, please, ladies, or whoever you are that's listening to this podcast, please take a moment to pray for Yvonne and her family whenever you are finished listening to this. And the other prayer request I would um, want to give you today is actually for me. Again, I have something. Um, my daughter Shia has been struggling with her health for the past more than a week. I don't know, almost two weeks now. And we're not real sure what's the matter. She goes off and on being in a lot of pain, some sort of migraines and um, in her chest and in her stomach and her throat and stuff. So if you would please just pray for her as well as for Yvonne and her family, we would appreciate so much that you stand with us in that prayer. We know that God hears our prayers and we know that he wants to answer. And we know that there is power in agreement and in prayers that we all join in together. So thank you for praying today for Yvonne and for Shia. If you have a prayer request that you've sent in, um, but you haven't heard it announced yet, um, that is because we are taking them a couple at a time and it will be coming up, um, you know, by order of however the prayer requests came in. And also, if you haven't sent one in but you want to, you can email us at dailybreadmoms, sorry, to dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. That's it for today. May you have a blessed day and go in the strength of the Lord. Thank you.